0: You are allowed to have thoughts on wrestling. Sometimes people are way too mean for me, but hey, more power to you. Go and rage away. Wrestlers do hear such remarks too, because they are just humans at the end of the day. Sometimes that results in them taking their middle finger and going, well, screw you. Because I am sorry for what culture, please do hit that subscribe button. And yeah, this is 10 Genius Ways Wrestlers Prove the Critics Wrong. Number 10, John Cena's Open Match Challenge. For years, people have enjoyed making two claims towards John Cena. One, he holds people down, and two, he can't wrestle. Now, you can debate the former, but the latter was ridiculous. You think somebody fluke their way to the top of the industry and stayed there for years? No. Grappling comes in many forms, and Cena found his lane and totally smashed it. It's kind of inspiring. I don't think it ever truly bothered John, but when he was looking to do something different, he went and won the United States title... And then defended it against everyone. The open challenge was genuinely there for all comers, and the results were amazing. We got genuine gems against the likes of Cesaro, Zack Ryder, Stardust, and Sami Zayn. And for me at least, it peaked when Kevin Owens turned up from NXT. Those pay per view matches were excellent. Cena basically moved on from this to have that feud with AJ Styles too, leaving anyone still chanting, You can't wrestle, looking like an even bigger dingus. Yes, he can. And you know what? He's really good at it. Number nine, the Kabuki Warriors. WWE didn't give the Kabuki Warriors much at the start. Only did Kairi Sane and Oscar lose a lot. Then they vanished off television. Yeah, great booking. WWE also did that terrible thing where they mash up their themes, which I actually can't stand. And it led everybody to throw their hands in the air and just be flabbergasted by this. Even more so because, yep, WWE is a promo-focused promotion. If this is how we were going to begin, we were screwed. Because, of course, Oscar and Sane's first language wasn't English. When we did decide to switch them heel, though, something wonderful happened. We let them do interviews in Japanese. So even though most of us didn't know what they were saying, it turned out that having a boatload of personality translates regardless, and people loved it. Cue the cheers. It became a weekly thing to watch out for, and hopefully we all remember this. 2023, embrace the culture, and don't forget there is a little thing known as subtitles. Number 8, Randy Orton bleeds to prove a point. Mick Foley has made a lot of people's careers. Coming at a time where the wider fan base wasn't sure why WWE was so into the man who heard voices in his head, Foley took him under his wing and gave him the last piece of the puzzle, credibility. Happening at Backlash 2004 at the end of a really good feud, Most assumed the hardcore rules match was in place for Mick. He loved this stuff. As it turned out, he knew what it would take to get Orton the plaudits he deserved, and that was to show everybody he had some serious stones. It began with Randy almost crying that he was being smacked with barbed wire, but as the contest ticked away, he almost got a taste for it. He fired back at Foley with some horrific shots, with the big firework coming when we introduced some thumbtacks. Yep, Orton went flying into him. It was such a beating, it really did get people to see Randy in a different light. basically been riding this wave ever since. Totally shot up the critics too. Couldn't say he didn't have it. He did. Number seven, Xavier Woods risks it all for the New Day. So sometimes your loudest attractors come from inside the walls. Let's take the New Day. Many a wrestler, including the Big Show, thought this idea was so daft that they went to Kofi Kingston and told him that it was going to kill his career think of that. Xavier Woods picked up on this so decided to use it to his advantage and he told the powers that be that if the concept did fail, they could fire him. Yep, that's how much he believed in it. It's also centred around the fact no one thought Kofi could ever get booed. But again, Woods was happy to take that bet. I don't need to tell you what followed because this was 10 years ago and they are still going strong journey has been a masterclass in pro wrestling, and one day these lot are going to go into the hall of fame, deservedly so. They just keep getting better as well, Now remember kids, always bet on yourself. Number 6. Chris Jericho makes the list You could pick one of many occasions where Chris Jericho has confounded the critics, the dude is usually ahead of the game. We'll focus on 2016 just because it's one of my favourites, especially because after Jericho had made one of his famous returns to the ring. Well, it didn't really click. Chris has spoken about this publicly too, he could tell it wasn't working. It led to some thinking maybe this was going to be the one time Jericho wasn't the master of the comeback. Then he went and made the list. An absolute highlight of modern day WWE, the simple act of writing people he hated on a clipboard got mega over, especially because these individuals would sell it like death. How dare you do this? There's no doubt he became a highlight of every show and it linked into the Kevin Owens story wonderfully and left all of us going, well, that Chris Jericho, he really is the king of reinvention. Plus, you know, it was funny too. Sometimes it's okay to be funny. Number five, Matt Hardy breaks out. Jeff Hardy over Matt. Now look, this is not a diss on Jeff as he was clearly a star, but actually me myself was more drawn to his brother. That version 1 stuff was wonderful. That word is important too because one day Matthew decided everybody should feel this way. He went and created the Broken Universe. One of the most divisive creations in recent memory. Matt Hardy used this to become one of the biggest stars in wrestling. Let alone among the Hardys. And he had one hell of a 2016. I mean you can still find stories of John Cena watching TNA's Final Deletion backstage. At WWE events over and over again. It also inspired many others to do their own cinematic match. But none were as wacky as this. I still see it as a love letter to all that is goofy in wrestling. I mean, Matt committed to it, and then some. Even if you hated this, it still deserves to be chatted about today, and even more so because, yep, he went and proved the critics wrong. Number four, Eddie Kingston takes his shot. Eddie Kingston does not realize how good he is. There's a reason why the man is so beloved, and the article he wrote for the Players' Tribune shows how real he is. Man, I dare say, is a hero. Within those words, too, he spoke about his mental health and depression, and how watching former colleagues such as Kevin Owens and CM Punk hit the big time made him almost feel inadequate, he wasn't good enough for the squared circle. Thankfully, Eddie had people in his corner to keep him going when life smiled on his head, and he got the opportunity he was waiting for. We all remember the fired-up promo he cut on Cody Rhodes as he arrived in AEW, Match itself totally ruled. It all started when Kingston had let rip at the American Nightmare during an indie show in Jersey. When this footage made it to Cody, who had Brody Lee advocating for it too, well, you know the rest. It led to Eddie getting signed, and look what he has done ever since. Not really that he proved the critics wrong, but more that he proved himself wrong, but also right. Which is a paradox, but I think it works here. Because you never really know when your dreams will become a reality. So even if you don't believe in yourself, Just keep on going. Number three, the Young Bucks sell everything. Always remember that wrestling would be in a very different place right now if it wasn't for the Young Bucks. Melanie Jackson played key roles in Where We Are Today and proved that you can be yourself, wrestle how you want to wrestle, and get over all at the same time. Their following was crazy at one point. Even people outside the WWE bubble who weren't hardcore fans knew who they were. Somehow the criticism then became that the Young Bucks don't sell because they're too busy going flippy-dippy-doo-dah. To be fair, that is totally nonsensical. Matt Jackson especially went out of his way to sell a back injury like it was death. And at the last count, I think he did this for about five years. It meant his enemies knew exactly what to target. It worked too because it was used for great emotional effect. And this isn't to say that you have to like them, you do you. But in terms of this specific finger pointing, well it's 2 plus 2 equals potato doesn't make any sense. Number two, Naito becomes the bad guy. In 2012, Kane's big goal was to make John Cena embrace the hate. It didn't work and was a weird angle, but somewhere in Japan, a young Tetsuo Naito took note of this because he was gonna make it click. It's good he had this in his pocket too, because when New Japan started his big babyface run, it did not work. For whatever reason, fans decided they went into this, which meant he had become the East's John Cena. Thankfully, he did recall what had happened years prior, but rather than fight it, he went and flipped and embraced it. As voices across the globe talked negatively about how his current story was going, Naito became the leader of Los in in Japan and decided he hated everyone. Honestly, this guy didn't give a crap. Because he went so far in the opposite direction, all of a sudden the fans did start to like him, which yes, turned him back into the guy he was meant to be first time around. So it's wrestling's oldest chestnut, fair play too, Naito. This dude totally smashed it. Number one, Roman Reigns does the same damn thing. I mean, it kind of is right. This one took far longer because WWE dug their heels in. Plus it took a pandemic to shift gears. But hey, we got there in the end and it was fantastic. Through no fault of his own though, Roman Reigns had to take all the bullets from the wider audience because his big dog character just wasn't working. Right down to that suffering Succotash line. How could anybody recover? I think a huge issue was the fact it was such an act and you could see right through it. Plus, the WWE machine was all over him. People don't like that. When the universe did stop, however, Reigns decided to take some time away. He came back as the tribal chief character, and look what happened. In around about a month, you could see it. This is the guy he always should have been. It was an amazing fit. As said at the start of this, too, you don't fluke your way to being the biggest star of the industry do have to find yourself. Now those same dissenting voices all say the same thing. Roman Reigns has totally killed it. Know of any other genius ways that wrestlers defied critics? Make sure you let us know in the comments below. Before you like the video, share the video, and hey-ho, why not subscribe? You can also head to whatculture.com where you can read more articles like this with your eyes. You can follow us on social media at Simon316 and WhatCultureWWE, and more importantly, open your eyes, run outside with glee, and try and enjoy yourselves as best as you can. I love you. Good night. Good morning. Take care.